Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, my sweet little Jake. I'm glad you're back. I missed you so much. These were the first few words I heard from my mom after a seriously long sleep. But why couldn't I move my body? Oh my God, was I paralyzed? A doctor appeared and told me everything. Oh Jesus, I'd been in a coma for five months. Yeah, you heard me right. Not five days, not five weeks, but five freaking months. The good news was that I wasn't paralyzed. I just needed some therapy to strengthen my muscles. So you're probably wondering how I ended up in a coma. Me too. So I asked my mom. Sweetie, you had your headphones on and you were singing along to some tune. You were so loud I could hear you outside while I was gardening. So I waved at you to quiet down, but you tripped over your sneakers, fell out the window, and knocked your head on the flower pot. What? That was so dumb. Why couldn't it have been something cool like I took on a mugger or tackled a shark or something, huh? Anyway. Therapy became the norm for me. But where were my dad, my girlfriend Jenny, and my best friend Ben? None of them visited me, not even once. And they were all ignoring my calls and messages. I asked mom about it, and she told me dad was on a business trip. Ben had moved towns, and I'd already broken up with Jenny before the coma. Huh? We'd broken up? That couldn't be. I didn't remember us breaking up. In fact, the last thing I do remember was sending her a cheesy meme of a cat and telling her she was perfect. Boy, this sucked. Finally, I was discharged from the hospital. My first stop was Jenny's house. I pounded on the door, and eventually she stuck her head out and said, Jake? You're awake? Yeah, exactly. I'm awake. I asked her why we'd split up, and she shook her head and told me we hadn't. The only reason she hadn't answered my calls was that she thought it was a joke. Then she told me to go home, as she was busy at the moment, and then she closed the door on me. Weird. But at least we hadn't broken up. Maybe she was nervous. Oh, and she wanted to do her hair and makeup to look pretty in my eyes. Well, that must be it. It made total sense now. <laughs> Girls are weird sometimes. So I had school tomorrow, but I knew I needed to catch up on the happenings of the world first. So I went online and did some research. What? Passed me the tissues as I was about to cry. 
My favorite TV show, Supernatural, was over. For real this time. Oh my god. After 15 years, how could they? Oh wow, there was more. Trump wasn't the president anymore. And what's with all this dancing on TikTok? It all gave me a headache, so I went to bed. The next morning at school, I walked into class. And everyone rushed over to me and hugged me and high-fived me. Well, except for Ben. Jeez, talk about a lousy friend. But hang on. Wasn't he meant to move towns? So having my charm, good looks, sporting talents, and the hottest girlfriend in the school made me a super popular guy. No wonder everyone seemed so delighted to see me. It was good to be back. But then my teacher arrived, glared at me, and told me I was in the wrong class. I'd been pushed back to junior year because I'd missed too much school. What? I couldn't graduate with my classmates? Bummer. I sat down with these juniors and oh god. It looked like Dwayne The Rock Johnson was sitting in a kindergarten class. They all looked like little kids in comparison to me. I've never been so relieved for lunch break in all my life. I hurried to the canteen and saw Jenny, so I hugged her from behind. Huh? Why did she have a balloon under her shirt? I stared at her belly in shock. Yup, my girl was pregnant. She burst into tears and started apologizing. The room started to spin and before I knew it, I'd fainted. I woke up in the hospital again. I was seriously getting sick of this place. The doctor said I should take it easy and avoid stress at any cost. Oh well, I just found out my girlfriend was pregnant after I woke up from a freaking coma. Tell me how am I supposed to not be stressed now? After that, mom took me home. Dad was there. It was so good to see him. I hugged him, but he gave me this awkward look and told me he was only there to pick up some things. Huh? Where was he going now? And that's when my parents told me the shocking news. They were divorced. What? I mean, I knew they argued sometimes, but this was absurd. Something must have happened while I was in a coma. And what's with my dad's attitude? He barely looked at me. This was weird. It felt like I'd woken up from my coma in a parallel universe or something. Little did I know that it was about to get a lot crazier. The next day at school, I saw Ben's car pull up in front of the entrance. Then he opened the passenger door and helped Jenny get out. Oh, hell no. Now everything was clear. I ran toward them and did a Mortal Kombat punch right in Ben's nose. Damn, it felt good. But it did land us both in detention. I had to sit in a room with that jerk for an entire hour. I couldn't hold it in anymore and needed to confront him. He just shrugged and replied, We thought you were never going to wake up again. Jenny was devastated, so I took care of her for you. Was he serious? He took care of her by getting her pregnant? <laughs> Great job, buddy. There was no way I was ever talking to him again, and I was kicking him out of the basketball team. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I'm the captain. The next day I strolled into practice and shouted, Yo, your captain's back, and he will lead this team to victory! I expected cheers, but nope, they all stayed quiet and stared down at their feet. Then the coach came over and told me I was off the team for a whole six months, doctor's orders. And guess who the new captain was? Yeah. No other than my amigo, Ben. Let me get this straight. I was in a coma, so my best pal Ben over here stole not only my girl, but also my position as captain? Wow. Someone put me back in my coma, please, thanks, because this life sucks. No wonder my mom told me he'd moved away. I wish he had. I was so mad and I needed to talk to somebody, so I went to my dad's house. I was about to knock on the door when I heard voices between my dad and a woman coming from inside the house. I sneaked over to the window and started to film them on my phone. But wait a minute. This wasn't some random chick. It was Jenny. We can't hide this from Jake forever. Nonsense. He'll never find out unless you tell him, so keep up the act. 
Here's the money for this month. Now go. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. Okay, let me put all the pieces together. My dad had an affair with Jenny and the baby was his. So my mom found out and divorced him. Then she lied to protect me. But dad didn't want the baby, so Jenny tricked Ben into believing it was his. Now everything makes sense. Luckily, I had the footage of his traitorous antics. So it was time to threaten him with it. After all, being a local politician, the last thing he would want was for this to get out. I set up a fake email and attached the video with the message, I know your dirty secret and I'm going to make you pay. He immediately replied that he would pay me $10,000 for the footage. I told him to meet me in the park at midnight to discuss it. I also sent the video to Jenny and told her that unless she wanted this to go viral, she had to go to the park. I got there early and spent a couple hours hiding in a bush while I waited for them. They looked surprised when they saw each other, but nothing prepared them for me hobbling out of the bush. Ouch, leg cramp, and saying, Well, what do we have here? My dearest father and my loving girlfriend having a baby together. I took my phone out and continued. How could you do this to me and mom? I thought it's only right the world get to see this and learn what you're really like. My dad begged me to stop, but I was so mad. So mad that I was about to upload it from my phone when Jenny suddenly shouted. Will you just tell him the truth already? Oh God, there was more? My dad sighed and began to tell me everything. Brace yourselves, it's more dramatic than a soap opera. My parents didn't divorce because of Jenny. They had issues for a while but only stayed together for me. So without me around, they split for good. But dad wasn't having a fair. The baby wasn't his and it wasn't Ben's either. Nope, it was mine. But dad knew his son becoming a dad at such a young age would look bad for his career. So he was paying Jenny to fool Ben into thinking it was his baby. Oh my God, these people were mad. This was too much to deal with, so I ran out of there. I locked myself away in my room and tried to figure it all out. The coma had been bad. But the worst part of it all was that the people I cared about most in the world betrayed and lied to me. The next day, Jenny came to my house and asked if we could get back together. Of course I agreed. Ha! Just kidding. My actual answer was, hell no, not in a million years. I mean, come on, let's do the math, shall we? First, she left me for money, and second, she had an affair with my best friend. We were over for good, but I will continue to support her and always be there for our kid. Ben tried talking to me a few times, but I don't want to hear anything he has to say. There's no way I'm ever being friends with that lying jerk ever again. I'm still annoyed that mom lied to me, but I guess I don't blame her. She did it with the best intentions. And she just wanted to protect me. Besides, when the going got tough, she was the only one who stayed by my side. As for dad, it's going to take a long time for me to fully forgive him, but I'm trying. I mean, he did some pretty awful things, but at the end of the day, he's still my dad. So that's pretty much it. Crazy, right? A coma took everything from me, but also revealed the true faces of the people around me. Now I've decided to follow two rules in my life. One, be extra careful of who I put my trust in. And two, never sing near an open window ever again. My name's Sam. I met Elise in middle school. She was our neighbor, and I'd always had a crush on her. I just never got the courage up to say hi. That day, a group of boys were picking on me, and Elise swooped in to save the day. One moment, they had me by my collar, and the next, they were crying on the floor, snot dripping down their noses. Elise was my hero. She got told off by our principal, and they had her parents come in. 
I could tell they were very mad at her, but that was the beginning of our friendship. Elise and I spent every day together, and then, one day, I asked her to be my girlfriend. She said yes. It was the happiest day in my life. But I didn't realize someone else liked her. It was one of the boys who was tormenting me, and in his jealousy, he told everyone he saw us kissing. That made Elise's parents very mad. So mad that they had a fight with my parents. They ended up moving, and I never even got to say goodbye to my childhood sweetheart. One day, she was there. The next, her whole house was empty. Many years passed and I forgot about her. I poured my soul into my work until I struck gold. Pretty much literally. I was working on my grandpa's farm when I noticed some gold nuggets in the river. I followed it all the way to a hidden cave and saw that the cave wall had collapsed and the ground had cracked exposing the gold there. A spring of water was gushing out, creating a stream that carried the loose gold all the way down the river. I became a billionaire overnight. My family enjoyed life like we never did before. We bought all the surrounding land around the farm and built a mansion. I built a mining company and I bought cars, a boat, and my own jet. Three years later, my best friend came home from a job abroad with someone in tow. It was Elise. She had grown even more beautiful than before. We were so happy to see each other, we hugged immediately. I was coming home to meet you, and guess who I bumped into on the plane? I never even suspected something was off. Elise and I began dating again. We did everything together. I promised her the world. And before long, we were engaged. Jay started working for my company. I was so thankful to him I made him my right-hand man. I couldn't thank him enough for reuniting me and Elise. Two months later, I proposed to Elise, and she said yes. I was going to marry her in Switzerland. I booked an entire ski resort for our guests, and I wasted no time. We flew on my private jet with my best man Jay and our closest friends. In the middle of the flight, Elise excused herself. She said she needed to do her makeup. Five minutes later, J2 stood up. I found that weird, but I ignored it. When 20 minutes had passed and Elise hadn't gone back yet, I asked our flight attendant to check on her. She smiled at me, and she blushed. I always found it so cute how she had a crush on me. Nicole went behind the curtain to check on Elise. She was about to knock on the bathroom door when she yelped in surprise. Elise wasn't in the bathroom at all. She was hiding right next to the fridges, talking with Jay. Oh, I'm sorry to disturb you. I I'll get out of your way. We heard a click, and two voices came on the speakers. You know I've never loved anyone but you. I'm just... You know, securing our future. Once I marry Sam, we'll be set for life. I'll run away with his money and his jewels, and then we can disappear to any country you want. You promise? I promise, baby. I'm only marrying him for a show. I'll trick him into signing divorce papers as soon as I've got everything I can get from him. I believe you. Oh, I can't wait. And when you're free of him, I can finally make my move to take over his company, too. I have people who are loyal to me now. All right, I'll come knock at your door tonight. When he's asleep, 
We can go on a date under the moonlight so no one will know. I'll be expecting you. Oh, and act like we had an argument when you go out. I'll follow after a minute so it's not too obvious. But nothing was secret about their conversation at all. The flight attendant overheard what they were talking about and she decided she wasn't just going to smile and pretend like nothing was happening. So, she politely excused herself and very cunningly left the intercom on. I heard everything she was saying. The whole plane did. The air suddenly felt tense. Where before my friends and I were laughing and having fun, the moment Jay appeared from behind those curtains, everyone was silent. My friends all glared at him. And when Elise appeared behind him, she knew immediately something was wrong. But she tried to play it cool. Oh! Jay, I didn't even see you there. Why are you standing in the middle of the aisle? And... Why is everyone staring? I pushed the button on my seat, and the flight attendant came to me. I smiled at her. You can come sit here, Nicole. The flight attendant looked surprised at first, but she eventually sat beside me. She was even more beautiful up close, and her blonde hair smelled like lavender. Could you confirm, please, Nicole, that these were the two having that conversation we just heard? Nicole nodded. Conversation? What conversation? What are you talking about? There's no need to pretend. We heard you. We all heard you. Elise's face changed from being innocent to angry. Okay, so what? Did you honestly think I'd ever fall for you? Look at you. Now look at me. You're nothing compared to me. All you're good for is money. I've been with your best friend ever since before we reunited. In fact, he was the one who told me you were rich now. It's not like you can do anything about it. You are going to fall, and you're going to fall hard. I'm just here to take what I can get before you're a homeless beggar in the streets. I just smiled. I gestured to Nicole to help me with something. Nicole, love... Would you be so kind as to fetch Elise her, uh, I mouthed the word, parachute. Nicole was confused, but she nodded anyway and disappeared behind the curtain. Get me a what? I don't need anything. Honestly, just get over it already. You're toast. Elise tried to sit next to me, but I pushed her away, to the other end of the seats. What? You can't seriously be mad at me. You should be thanking me. It's a privilege you get to marry me. I laughed. There won't be a wedding, Elise. <laughs> oh, please. You're joking, right? You're gonna dump me? Me? Oh, I'm not just dumping you. I'm throwing you out of the plane. Fuel is very expensive, you see. And I just can't stand to have you waste any more of my time and money. So, I'm afraid this is your stop. Nicole appeared with the parachute. Jay looked scared. I looked at him and told him to put the chute on his girlfriend. He didn't want to, but I told him that if he wanted to keep his job and reputation, he should do everything I said. Just like that, Jay turned on Elise. He strapped the parachute on her as if his life depended on it. Elise resisted. But what could she do? No one in that plane wanted her there anymore. You're gonna regret this! Nobody's ever gonna want to date you! 
You think any girl would want you? Just you wait! You'll come crawling back to me! I don't think so. I took Nicole's hand and asked her if I could kiss her. Suddenly, her eyes lit up and she said yes. I kissed her right in front of Elise's shocked face. Wait! No, wait! I changed my mind! I, I do want to marry you! No, no, don't make me get off the plane! We can start over! No, please, don't leave me here! I don't have any money! I won't be able to get home! We're in the middle of nowhere, Sam! Sorry, you've got to go now. No, don't! And as Elise floated away, I called out to her. Who's falling now, Elise? Everyone laughed, and Nicole finally did as well. I knew the moment she started working on that jet that she had a thing for me. I just never really thought of it because I thought I was in love and happily engaged. But now? Now I get to date a much more beautiful girl than that gold digger. She was hardworking, ambitious, and smart, too. The wedding still went through. It was just postponed a few days. Not to Elise, obviously. I married Nicole. None of our guests complained. At least, they got to stay three days longer in that ski resort. It took a while to get Nicole's parents and friends flown over since the decision was so spontaneous. But as soon as they did, I asked for their blessing, and Nicole and I got married in the Swiss Alps. After, we spent an entire month traveling Europe. We went to Rome, then Croatia, then Norway. And honestly, I couldn't have wished for a better wife. Nicole was everything I knew she was going to be. She was caring and sweet, and she always made me laugh. The best part of the trip was when we saw a newspaper with Elise's face plastered all over it. Her hair was all sorts of a mess and had leaves and twigs all over. The headlines said that she was a lost tourist who became a meme for telling the most ridiculous story when they found her. The funniest part was that she had stupidly opened her parachute way too early, and the wind carried her hundreds of miles from where we dropped her. She ended up stuck in a tree in a forest in Liechtenstein. The people there thought she was some sort of Russian spy and refused to help her. Nobody wanted to help her get home, and they didn't want to give her a job. Now she's living under a bridge like the troll that she is. I remember five years ago, if you would have asked me if I could imagine myself living a life like this, I would have answered no. Back then, I was just Dalton, a simple guy who lived a simple life, working 9 to 5 as a car wash attendant. I had a girlfriend then. Her name was Whitney. We were happy. For a time. Until she got hooked on reality shows. From that moment on, all she wanted was to be one of those girls. Spending money and owning stuff she didn't need. She didn't work. Not that she couldn't find a job, just that she didn't feel like it was befitting of her. I started working while going to high school. I didn't have the luxury of the pride that Whitney had. We were poor, and I needed the money to help my grandma. But with a girl like Whitney as my girlfriend, I only got to keep half my pay. Sometimes, I would even be flat out broke because of her. Whitney loved her shiny things, and she made it my duty to give them to her. If you're not buying me gifts, are you even my boyfriend? She would always say she'd leave me if I didn't give in to what she wanted, and I was afraid of losing her. I always thought she was special, and she had a beautiful voice. I started writing songs because of her, and whenever she'd sing my songs, I'd feel like the luckiest guy in the world. 
When she sang those songs, everyone's eyes and ears would be on her, and she loved the attention. Even when she would claim the songs were hers, I didn't mind. I knew she wanted to be famous, and if my songs were the way she could get her dreams, I would happily stay in the shadows and support her with all my heart. But everything changed when she finally got what she wanted. One day while performing at a school event, an agent came up to her and gave her his card. Two weeks later, a recording label signed her. I took her to prom, but the romantic night I had been dreaming of for years suddenly crumbled in front of me when I asked her to dance and she swatted my hand away. I can't be seen with you anymore. What? Why? I'm gonna be famous now. What will people say if they knew I was dating a car wash boy? Huh? What will my fans say? I... But I love you. That's not enough. I won't have you ruin my dream. You're a nobody, and that will never be worthy of me. Now, get lost. Everyone saw, and everyone heard her break up with me at prom. I cried. It broke my heart. Every day, that moment was all I could think of. I was always so distracted that I got fired from my only job, and my old boss didn't give me a good reference, so I found it hard to get another job. The only person who was kind enough to hire me was some guy who lived in a mansion who took me in as a pool boy. He was barely there, which was great. I basically got paid to hang out in an expensive house. In just a year, Whitney's career skyrocketed. She went to award shows, sang on TV, one of her songs even got used in a movie. I knew then I could never reach her. Until one day, she came into my life again. My producer boss told me he had a very important artist coming over and to make the pool area and the garden presentable. He had me put up streamers and dress up nice. There was going to be a party that day, and the guest of honor was Whitney. I almost fell over when I saw her come in. She looked nothing like she used to, and I felt a twinge in my heart. She barely noticed me. I doubt she even recognized me. They were celebrating her debut album's success. All of the songs in it were songs that I wrote for her. My name was never even mentioned in the credits. I overheard her and the producer talk about something, and it sounded like an argument. It's in your contract, Whitney. I know, I know, but I'm an artist. Art can't be rushed. All the label is asking for is one song, one snippet of a song. If you want to capitalize on your fame, you have to record your next album right now, or you'll just end up being a one-hit wonder. Whitney was struggling to write her next album. It wasn't a surprise since she didn't write the first one. Then, I saw them kiss. I guess that was how Whitney convinced the producer to have more patience. When Whitney finally saw me and recognized me, she cornered me. You, you have to keep this a secret, you hear? And you have to write me new songs. I... I'll pay you. But I couldn't simply do it anymore. She tore my heart in two. And now she wanted me to save her fake career? When I refused her, she had me fired. I guess if you're someone with a secret, you wouldn't want your secret keeper to be so close to the people who can end your career. For me, it was a record low. Did pool boys even get fired? How bad do you have to be as a pool boy to get fired? I was on my way to move back in with my parents when a limo stopped where I was walking. The window rolled down and I saw a beautiful woman beckon me towards her. The chauffeur stepped out and opened the door. Come in. I'll give you a ride.
My mom always warned me about stranger danger, but she didn't say some of the strangers were gonna be that hot. So, despite my doubts, I hopped into the limo, and when we started moving, the woman handed me a card and shook my hand. I'm Lola. I represent Somi Records. I've been watching you for a while now. What? I'll keep it direct to the point. I heard a rumor that Whitney didn't write her own songs. I make it a point to investigate my rivals, and I found out you were the songwriter. Why didn't you say anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I loved her, I guess. I'll offer you a hundred grand as an upfront payment if you sign with us. I couldn't speak. I just nodded my head. I couldn't believe any of it was real. And yet, when I opened my bank account when she dropped me off at home, the money was all there. I had to pick my jaw off the ground when I saw how many zeros there were. I spent the better part of a year writing songs. I got myself a penthouse downtown, and I bought my family an apartment next to mine. Lola gave me a complete makeover, and they marketed me as a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. And then, they released my first album. My debut single was an instant hit. I wrote that song about how Whitney used me and dumped me for fame. So many girls wrote me emails and slid into my DMs telling me my song broke their heart, and that my voice made them fall in love. Actresses and models threw themselves at my feet. Women who didn't even know my last name asked me to marry them. I was invited to award shows and TV programs. I went to red carpets and galas, and on my arm would always be Lola, the beautiful girl who changed my life. My album was nominated for an award, and that night a designer came to me personally and fitted a suit for me. Italian brands fought each other for the chance to make me wear their shoes and belts. And when I got off the limo to go to the red carpet, a hundred flashbulbs lit up and innumerable paparazzi yelled out my name. There were girls lining up the street chanting my name. I knew that I'd made it. A familiar voice called out my name, and I turned around. It was Whitney. You! Get out of my shot! The paparazzi are taking pictures of me! Go back to whatever limo you're driving and stop standing in the middle of the carpet! I could tell she no longer recognized me, so I just gave her a small bow and walked into the theater. Later that night, as the ceremony went on, a security guard approached the table next to us where Whitney sat. It turned out she'd gatecrashed the ceremony as she wasn't even invited. But Whitney loudly protested and made things awkward. She even told the guard she would have him fired, and so the guard let her be. I won the award for Best Album that night, and I made a speech that shocked everyone. I would like to thank a very special lady here tonight. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have had the inspiration for this hit song. I believe some of you would love to know who the song is about. Well, you all know her. It's none other than Whitney. Whitney stood up and began to make her way to the door, not wanting any part of the drama she caused. But before she could escape, the spotlight found her. And just then, her phone rang. And then 20 different notifications. Everyone else's phones began to beep. And I looked at mine. The reviews for Whitney's new album had dropped. It was the first one where she wrote all the songs. And the critics trashed it. News articles about it kept popping up and her horrible songs were trending on Twitter. She ran out of there humiliated, and Hollywood never saw her again. It was many years later, while I was waiting for our limo to arrive as I carried my son, that someone tapped me on the shoulder and I turned around to find Whitney. 
I hardly even recognized her. She was wearing tattered clothes and had dark circles under her eyes. Oh my god, how could you hide our baby from me all this time? She said it loud enough so that everyone on the street could hear. And when people recognized both of us, they started whispering, I need money. You have to pay me for taking our baby. But before she could go further, the limo door opened and my wife stepped out. Child, I don't know what fantasy world you live in, but that is my baby. I know, because I was there the day it happened. She took out a photo of us and our newborn baby and showed it to anyone who could see. Now, whatever scheme you're trying to pull, it won't work. Now go back to your sad, unremarkable life. Lola pulled me into the limo, but before we drove away, I rolled down the windows and smiled at Whitney. If you didn't lie so much, maybe things would have turned out differently for you. And with that, I kissed my beloved wife and our limo pulled away, leaving my ex-girlfriend speechless on the sidewalk. My dad is a successful businessman who constantly got in trouble for mistreating his employees. One time, his secretary, who was pregnant, asked him if she could go home early because she wasn't feeling well. My dad responded, No, you have to finish your work first. But sir, I think I'm going into labor. Your water didn't break yet, or... So go back to work or else you are fired. Well, a few hours later, the poor woman ended up giving birth inside my dad's office. And instead of being helpful, my dad kept yelling at her to not make such a mess or else the carpet would be ruined. Yes, my dad was lacking in empathy. And when the local newspaper heard about the incident, they wrote a front page newspaper article about it, publicly humiliating him and tarnishing his reputation. My dad could have simply apologized to his secretary that gave birth, but instead, he wanted to sue her for defamation because she had called him the most ruthless boss in the history of mankind inside that news article. Fortunately, my dad's lawyers convinced him that suing a mother who had just given birth would only further damage his public image. Instead, they advised him to donate money to some charity. My dad reluctantly agreed and chose to open a high school for underprivileged kids. That's where I come into play. I somehow persuaded my dad to let me take over the planning and administration of his new school. He was happy to see me be so passionate about the project. He probably thought it would prepare me to take over his business one day. Well, big mistake. Because my first decision was to turn it into an all-girls school. And I didn't care one bit if the girls came from underprivileged backgrounds or not. I just wanted them to be pretty. And to get as many school applications as possible, I let the school make all kinds of ridiculous promises. Like one teacher for every five students. And the offering of lots of sports activities like ballet classes and horse riding. LOL! I was way too lazy to hire a ballet teacher. And I certainly didn't buy any horses. But my marketing worked, and the school got over 2,000 applications. I went through all of them and checked every girl's Facebook account to see if they were pretty or not. Of course, I only chose the best-looking ones. To give you an idea how picky I was, I only accepted 1 in 10 girls. Anyway, the year was about to start, and I realized that I had forgotten to hire teachers. I ended up finding some at the last minute, but they were really bad. They all had been kicked out of their previous schools for either always being on sick leave, straight up stealing, or in one case, bullying one of her own students. But hiring bad teachers turned out to be a brilliant move on my part, because none of them cared whether I was running the school well or not. They all just wanted to collect their paychecks. In fact, two of the 10 teachers I hired only showed up for a single week. Afterward, they called in sick for the rest of the year. Meanwhile, I was 16 and put myself into 11th grade. The girls were surprised to have a boy in their class, but I told them I was only there for a few months to make sure my dad's school ran smoothly. 
Now, let me tell you something. Boys aren't the only ones whose hormones go crazy during puberty. Lots of girls were interested in me. No, let me correct myself. All girls were interested in me. I was the only guy around and got asked out on so many dates that I had to reject most girls. I simply didn't have the time to date them all. And a girl getting rejected by a guy only increases her desire for that man. That's why girls started promising me that I could do anything I wanted if I only went on a date with them. And while you probably think I was living the dream, I don't think that such an abundance of women was healthy for me. I had always looked up to my dad. Maybe he was a jerk, but he was also extremely hardworking and a high achiever. I wanted to be like him one day and not just end up as another spoiled rich kid. But ask yourself the following question. Would Bill Gates have had the discipline to build Microsoft if growing up he'd been surrounded by hundreds of pretty girls who all wanted him? Not a chance! And so, instead of focusing on my studies, I was fully busy with girls. I often skipped classes and took my classmates Kendall and Rose into empty classrooms to hang out and make out. I had a key to every classroom after all. I pulled out a water bottle and said, let's play spin the bottle. Can you believe that in 10 spins, it didn't point at me once? It was infuriating, but at least Kendall came home with me after school, so I won't complain. What shocked me the most about staying at an all-girls school was how mean the popular girls were. Our teachers paid no attention to bullying, and in my art class, some girls always drew their sketches on the backs of other girls. They had to hold still for at least an hour, and it was extremely degrading. I once asked one of the girls that got bullied why she let the popular girls treat her like that, and she replied, because if I stand up for myself, they'll take me to the bathroom, take away my clothes, and make me walk home naked. I saw them do that to another girl. I felt sorry for her and invited her to my home. But once it got late, I told her, I want to sleep now. Please go home. Oh, but will we see each other again tomorrow? Um, no. So you don't want to be my boyfriend? I shook my head and she started crying. Oh my god, you took my V-card and you don't even want to date me? You stole it from me! At that point, I'd probably been intimate with a third of all girls at my school. Anyway, our school had no principal, which meant there was no supervision whatsoever and I could change anyone's grades on the report card. I only did that for myself and eight other girls who were my closest friends. But when I showed my fake report card full of A's and B's to my dad and he told me how proud he was, I felt a bit ashamed. Instead of studying hard for school, I was cutting corners and abusing my power to get laid with girls. I knew if I continued like this, I'd end up like Paris Hilton, another dumb rich kid who does nothing other than spending her daddy's money. So, the following semester, I wanted to reinvent myself and decided to befriend Laura, who was the best student at our school. She was so diligent that she even read textbooks during recess. Hey, Laura, I said. Want to study together with me for the next math exam? No, thank you. But teamwork is fun, isn't it? Teamwork? Why don't you first tell me how to locate the local maxima of a function? Of course, I didn't know the answer to her question, so she continued. Us two working together wouldn't be teamwork. It would be me tutoring you for free. No thank you. Well, okay. Then let me pay you to be my tutor. $50 an hour. Is that enough? Apparently, $50 was a lot to Lara. She agreed, and we met at my house. I was so used to girls being into me that I immediately made advances towards her. What the hell? Get your hands off me. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it won't happen again. The study session went well, but during a break, Laura complained to me that her math teacher expected way too much and that it was impossible to get an A in her class. 
I replied, well, do you know my dad owns the school? I have enough power to change your grades any way you want. Really? Yeah. Last semester, I polished the report cards of a couple of my friends. Kendall, for example, got an F in her English exam, but thanks to me, ended up getting an A on her report card. I was telling her all that to impress her. However, she got really mad and said, I'm working my ass off day and night to study, and you give away A's to a bunch of undeserving brats you've slept with? I didn't know what to respond, and Lara stormed out. I had a bad feeling, but I had no idea just how bad things were about to get. Laura contacted both the local authorities and several newspapers to tell them how I was the only boy at my dad's all-girls school, how I had slept with dozens of girls, and how I had abused my power to give some of my favorite girls good grades in return for… you know what. It turned into a huge scandal, and everyone blamed my dad for what I had done. He got so much negative press that the board of directors of his own company decided to fire him as the CEO. At first, my dad hated me for all the trouble I'd caused him. But now, without the job and without the stress that comes with being a CEO, he became a much more relaxed person and forgave me. He even said, I'm glad I no longer work 12 hours a day. I have all the money in the world, so why shouldn't I enjoy myself a little? Right now, my dad does nothing but play golf all day and have fun. And why not if it makes him happy? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.